143 of the Morgan Official Corpse Feed Podcast. And I am Arturo Padilla, the guy behind the face. And with me always is Mr. Nick Valdez. Tex, how you doing, man? Oh, man. Howdy, everybody. Howdy, Arturo. We went from having like a triple feature presentation last week. Uh, please go check that out. You know, we, we wrapped up the, the lump, the lousy months of the year or whatever. The dump months. Yeah. <laughs> and now, yeah, because now look at us. We have like a bunch of coming attractions to get to this time. Uh, so yes, yes, we'll we start out with two Disney releases. The first is Peter Pan and Wendy coming to Disney Plus. I'm not a big Peter Pan fan. I don't know about you, Arturo. Uh, yeah, yeah, same. I'm not. I'm not a fan. I know my wife is. Um, the kids will probably, you know, check it out and dig it. Yeah. Um, it's for them, really. Yeah, it's it's definitely. A, yeah. Yeah. But I've never really been a fan, like even Hook and all that stuff. You know. Yeah, Hook. Hook was boring. Good. Hook was boring. Yeah, it really is. And my wife loves that movie. Um, but I tell her all the time, like, I'm not watching it. I'm yeah, good. I'm good on that. <laughs> yeah, same here. You know, but it's different because uh, the Haunted Mansion. We got a trailer for that. It based on like it's another movie like Pirates of the Caribbean where it's based on like a, a Disney park ride. Uh, yeah. But it looks good. Like, I'm, I, don't, I don't know anything yeah. about the ride, but I'm digging, Listen, like, the I, visuals. I was just know? on the ride this past December. Nice. Enjoyed it. It was fun. Um, It still has that very haunty thing that kids get a little creeped out on, which is cool. But this, this looks really good Um, in terms of what we had before with the Haunted Mansion. And I think it didn't Eddie Murphy. Wasn't he in a yeah. past incarnation of that, right, as well? Yeah, he was. Um, yeah, it was the, the first time they did it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the ride still has all the old imagery, like from the old movie and stuff. I think it was more like in like a Muppet kind of thing. So I am hoping this movie is decent. That way they can kind of replace that old stuff on the ride. Uh, because so it looks surprisingly decent. I mean, um, I was surprised. I'm like, oh, this uh, I'm like, hey, Tex, this looks pretty watchable. Yeah, I mean, it'll, <laughs> right? be, like, oh, yeah, it'll be something to check out. You know, I think it's the one coming to theaters. And that's why I'm like, uh, I don't know, but we'll, we'll see. Yeah. I'll take the kids, you know. Yeah. Speaking of uh, the one I really want to talk about, though, Arturo. Uh, yes. We got the first trailer for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. It is the animated new Ninja Turtles movie produced in part by Seth Rogen. And like, you know, it looks fantastic. It's another movie that's taking the cue from Spider-Verse and like got like a yeah. whole new style. And you know, it, it looks it. Yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, it looks really awesome. I can't wait to see this trailer in theaters. Um, I can't wait to see the movie in theaters. Just visually off the bat, it looks fantastic visually. Um, I am hoping the story can back the visuals, you know, like we did in Spider-Verse, right? right. Um, but just visually off the bat, man, this looks like a success. It looks like they legit had people who enjoyed the product, who loved the IP and wanted to do justice by all the characters, right? And it's funny that uh, Seth Rogen was like talking smack about Marvel, saying that those movies were in gear to something. Now he's making this. And I was like, okay, cool. I get it. Um, you got to do what anyways, you got to do, you know? Yeah, and, listen, and this uh, one, apparently he's a, a permanent teenager, right? Yeah. And this <laughs> According one, to the credits. And this one looks like, it looks like a, like for kids, you know, which is like, yes, the vibes yes. are there. Like, it's like, yeah, like you got a bunch of kids playing the turtles, which is the smart move. You know, they all sound Agreed. good so far. You know, we've only gotten the, the teaser, so you don't know how good it's going to be. But, like, yeah. the cast, yeah. like, the, the rest of the cast is stacked with, like, all, stacked. all sorts of wild names, too. Dude, like John Cena, yeah. <laughs> Ice Cube, Post Malone, Maya Rudolph. Right, yeah, just to name a, like yeah, a Jackie handful Chan there. As Splinter. Jackie Chan as Splinter, yeah, right? which is dope, yeah, <laughs> awesome. And then uh, you mentioned um, uh, uh, 
the kids casting and we get actual teenagers voicing the teenage mutant ninja turtles yeah. so that's great that they actually kept that vibe on there um they sound great by the way together and that little scene we get there like i can't wait to see more of that it looks like they have a really good dynamic very good chemistry um carlos esposito is playing the villain as well um i'm sorry not carlos john carlos esposito yeah, yeah. um <laughs> is playing the villain um and you know it's stacked. I'm, I'm very excited because they have a, a wide range of different voices on on this cast, and I think it's going to just pop. Um, I'm glad it's coming out in theaters because visually, this is it what looks, you need a big screen yeah, for. It looks right? like a theater movie. You know, it's exactly, like yeah. it's like Puss in Boots, or you know, oh, the Puss in Boots. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, man. Like, I'm ready for like this phase of animation. You know, like, it, remember, we used to get, uh, you know, we had, we went through that phase where everything looked like Shrek, you know, because DreamWorks was, phase. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like, even Disney started copying them. And like, Disney too started to like copy themselves, you know? Yeah. And it's funny, um, yeah. that you mentioned that, like, they've, uh, Disney has shown like how far they've gone from the first animation of Toy Story right. to what they have now. Um, and you're absolutely right. Like, we got that, that big, clunky curvy cgi all the time you know what i mean that just like a bunch of smooth blobs all the time you know yeah um uh the detail wasn't um really there they always kind of you know how they have those kid shows right that have that kind of basic animation that's really what a lot of them went for i'm glad um spider-verse won that oscar to be like hey you can make a really you can make good a movie animated yeah. movie yeah. Um, <laughs> and it could be about superheroes you know what i mean yeah um so just as long as you you know have a really good story behind it and a really good look i think you're gonna be fine and this one looks to be going in that direction yeah hopefully. yeah it's like looking like comic booky and like it's just i don't know man yeah I, it has that pencil stencil yeah, looking kind I, of thing I can't um, wait. it looks really cool yeah i can't, yeah, it looks I really can't cool. wait for more i'm excited you know um it, it's been a while since we've had a good ninja turtles movie so like you know i'm, I'm down to see what what which what one was uh um, which one was the good the one? last one that came out uh remember um, it's the it's the the michael bay produced ones the remember was oh, like uh, out of the oh. darkness or like into the darkness oh that's or, like, right no, dude, uh, it's funny because like in my opinion the last good one we had was that animated one we got with the guy yeah, who was like, like this god it was like in remember? 2007 or some shit right yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that one was awesome he yeah. was like a god and then he brought back his guys and everything it, it reminded me of like a dc animated flick they right. did a great job with that one um the michael bay ones um are very forgettable yeah, i don't remember was, much of it uh, at all like tmnt i believe it was just called like straight up just yeah. tmnt and so yeah like you know cross your fingers that it turns out well you know the ninja turtles uh, could use a win you know so yes Another trailer that's completely unlike any of these other ones, um, The Blackening. Uh, this one, this one started getting a lot of attention, uh, mostly because the tagline, which I kind of wish it was the title of the movie, uh, They Can't All Die First, which is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 you know, people saw that tagline and started sharing it online. I'm like, damn, that really would have been a good title, but you know. The blackening, uh, yeah, it looks, I don't know what kind of movie it wants to be. I don't know if it's like a parody or if it's going to be yeah. a horror comedy, but yeah, I like the idea, um, you know? Yeah. It's, I first saw it, you know, you know, when I went to go see Creed. So it was, it was stacked with the trailers, mm -hmm. right? So th this is the first reaction I had. I was like, oh, you know, this looks interesting. Um, it didn't look terrible because it didn't 
look like scary movie yeah or scary movie too yeah or any of that nonsense um which is good because i don't like those parody movies you know like if you're gonna you know make a comedy film in the horror space at least be original about it you know what i mean like i don't like any of those movies that use like uh, you know intellectual property that's already there right and just kind of just shit all over it i dislike them all if this one looks kind of decent i was like oh this looks pretty watchable honestly i didn't think it would be watchable but it uh, after i was done with it i was like oh i'm curious to see how this all ends up it's it's all gonna fall with the execution of it all yeah and the killer this, right this is this is where i'm like kind of like uh you know in the middle where i'm like it, it, wh- which way is this going to go you know what i mean yeah. like the the trailer seems fun and i do like the idea of a group of friends trying to figure out which one of them should die based on you know which one of them <laughs> is the blackest among them it's a funny like that's just a funny premise yeah all it around, is right it's funny yeah and, but it's just like well where does it go after that Are yeah getting, like you don't like, want it to be a medea comedy you know what i mean yeah like it, it, it's not boo halloween you know what i mean yeah. so like I, like i hope we get more of the like the more serious kind of stuff instead of the Medea stuff, honestly, when it comes to that, because it has, like I said, what worries me, like I dig the game aspect. Yes. That's cool. Right. Um, the killer. Um, I kind of, I'm not feeling that look, the face it has. Cause I think it has like, a, like it's mocking a black face kind of mask. Right. Yeah. Um. It just. I need to see what what the killer can do. Yeah. Um, we've we've seen, so far like it's using arrows, right? Yeah. And that's really all we know. We've seen that mask used in cool ways before, like uh, with Purge. Remember the first Purge? Like yeah. when all those cops were wearing it when they like entered the buildings and stuff. They were wearing like the very racist mask and stuff. And yes. so we've yeah. seen. But them, that worked exactly. That's a great saying. point. We've that seen, worked in that scenario. Yes, mm-hmm. We've seen them used well. So let's let's see where this goes. You know. And that's the thing, like, it's good enough to where I'm not writing it off completely, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to say, oh, well, that's just totally off the mark, but, you know, um, we'll see where it goes. I, like I said, I do kind of wish it was They Can't All Die First was the title, because that's yeah. just kind of fun, like, that's just I just funnier. hope it stands out for the good reasons, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. not the bad ones, because at times people, when you're trying to make, like, a black horror flick, like, they focus too much on the black aspect of it instead of the actual story of the horror, you know what I mean? The actual horror story around these characters. Right. So, like, um, with uh, Candyman, the remake of Candyman, like, it happened with that, where they kind of forgot about the actual story and decided to just focus on this part aspect of the character it's like hey like that's just that's not all that character is right you know you're not doing justice and to your not, character that yeah. you created and that's you know not I mean? that's like, not all these yeah. people you know they're not just exactly their black identities you know so. exactly it's not fair to those characters because like it's uh it's it's just bad execution if that happens right. um i hope it doesn't because I dug the scenes with the actual characters themselves. They had like a pretty good dynamic going. So I hope this one's good, man. I hope it's watchable. It's coming out in June in theaters. Yeah. On top of that, so hey, it's something to put on the slate. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be checking it out, and we'll have uh, we'll have some feedback. Yeah, absolutely, folks. So yeah, folks, for, for today's feature presentation, um, we've been talking about this movie for 
a little while now, and it's the one, the only, Creed 3. I had a lot of fun with this movie, as anticipated. It was everything I uh, expected, um, and then some. Michael B. Jordan as director just completely like wowed me for a first-timer, especially with um, all the action and all the boxing and just all the awesomeness on screen. Um, so kudos to him. Tex, this is a big pay for it for me, you know what I mean? Yeah, I was like cutting out the middleman and like all the preamble and stuff. It is a pay for it. Spoiler-free review for Creed 3. Pay for it. Go check it out already. If you haven't seen it already, please go check it out. Like, this is kind of like, I don't think I could be objective about this movie, about this franchise. There's a lot of me personally that's kind of in, like, in this franchise and like, I, you know, I can't look at it with like a super critical eye. But at the same time, I'm also not blind, you know, and I would I would never overlook it if it were like a, a bad movie. And this one definitely is not like it's definitely a pay for it. Check it out. Yeah. Uh, I, I kind of like I want to see it again already. Like yes. I, was, yes. I was already telling Absolutely. Arturo, like we both were saying that, right? Like coming out of the theater going, man, I kind of want to see that again. Yeah. I'm like, I got to plan my next visit for this one real quick yeah. because it's true. <laughs> um, it's the best of the trilogy. Yeah. Um, it's honestly um, the best story of the trilogy. I enjoyed the Drago stuff in part two, but that was the B plot, right? It right. wasn't the A plot of the whole thing. Um, this one is Adonis full through, um, but a good Adonis story. I wasn't really feeling Adonis, to be honest with you, after um, Creed 1. I was like, ah, you know, I'm watching Creed 2, you know, for Rocky and for the Drago stories and see what happens there. Um, Adonis also felt a little empty in Creed 2, but in this one um, completely made up for the lack of 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 just himself, of being this this a separate entity um, aside from Rocky, right? Yeah, yeah, because you know, with, before we're going into spoilers and stuff, there's a lot that we can actually talk about. You know, yeah, um, absolutely. It's you know, it this is Rocky Nine for all intents and purposes, and so mm-hmm. you know, like you were saying, going along with what you were saying, like parts seven and eight were still very much Rocky movies. You know, yes. it was still like you know, Rocky got the send off in part seven with Creed. And then Rocky got another send off in Creed mm-hmm. Two, you know, but this time it was like with Gusto, you know, he got the he got the reunion with his son and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's like, okay, that was the real. Let's let, let's move him on. It's time to move on. And so yeah, just put about to pasture kind of thing. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Go hang out with your grandkid, you know. Yeah, and and Creed Three is is like okay, like this is our first Rocky franchise movie without Rocky. Right. This is this is the first real one without a Rocky influence. And yeah. And in that sense, like like you were saying, it's totally Adonis's story and it works like it. Yeah. It finally establishes Adonis as like a real solid character in his own right. You know, and absolutely. And that's kind Agreed. of the purpose of the movie. It's the purpose of the movie to say, like, yo, he's he is Adonis Creed and, you know, he is who he says he is kind of thing. Yeah. You know? And and we'll we'll get into, you know, whether or not they should keep going. I personally I'm kind of mixed. I'm like, yeah, yeah I, I, no, I think this one is a great way to end it for a while. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll get a later into like, maybe. Yeah, I don't want to. Th- I don't want to see Creed Four next year. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I don't. Yeah. I don't, and I better not. Yeah. Um, because this one took a little bit to actually make because Creed Two came out what pre-pandemic, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I'm in the same boat. That, that being said, um, again, it's the first without Rocky. 
as we mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think in the entire movie, I think they mentioned Rocky maybe once, if that's yeah, even he gets, he gets the one, one shout heard, right? out. One shout out. Yeah. And notably, there is no Rocky imagery. Like, it, there is not. No pictures of Rocky, nothing like that. We do get uh, some pictures of Apollo, which is great. Mm-hmm. You know, which is like, yeah. Which is like, yeah, like it's supposed to be Carl Weathers' you know, son. So, you know, we get, we get some Apollo and like, we get a lot of Apollo shout, to, uh, shout outs, more so than Rocky, which is super funny. It, it like the. It's super funny, but super appropriate. Yeah, right. Because Apollo was his dad. Yeah, he's you know? not Rocky's like, son. You know, like. <laughs> exactly. Like, Apollo was his dad. And, um, and then, as we see um, through the movie, as as the text mentions, there's a lot of imagery of Apollo. A lot, a lot of um, of him saying, "Hey, Apollo gave an underdog a chance. Apollo gave this guy a chance." You know what I mean? So they really drill home that hey, this is Apollo Creed's son. It's not about Rocky anymore. You know? Yeah. Um, which is fine, you know, because there's no reason for Rocky to be yeah, around. Rocky got two send-offs already, which is what we were yeah. saying. Like, they already sent him out of pasture twice. Because Balboa should have been the the initial send-off, yeah, right? Yeah, it's the fact that we got Creed in the first place was like the, oh, okay, this was supposed to be yes. your send-off. It was, that was the reboot cool, right? It was like, this is rebooting the franchise. Yeah, but at he the freaking same time, fought Mason Dixon and then went on. Yes. <laughs> and then went on. Yes, like, it was... <laughs> That was, you know, it was supposed to be a reboot, but like a sequel to like close that off and stuff. But then he came back in part two for like a less effective stint because it was more about it was more about Drago in part two, which was great. Yes. It was great for awesome. Drago. You know, it was great. for <laughs> It was great in terms of like that part of the lore. Right. But like, yeah, agreed. But, it was awesome. but Stallone's <laughs> role in it was just kind of like, you know, did we need it? He- no. Yeah, he just so happened to like be a part of it since Drago and his fight back in '85. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, which um, is kind of missing yeah. the core of it. That like, no, he killed his dad. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, <laughs> like we kind of like it, it became a Rocky and Drago thing. But it's like it should have been no. Like this dude killed your dad. You know? So it's Word. yeah, he killed him good yeah. too. Yeah, he did. He even said if he dies, he dies. He dies he so dies. you know, yeah. he didn't really give a shit about Apollo falling there. And then um the whole throwing the towel thing you know comes all the way back into play right yes. even um uh from part four from rocky four um all the way from you get in creed one and in creed two about you know why you know why the towel wasn't thrown yeah you know. well, rocky was like i'm gonna throw this towel i should have saved your dad almost you know i, I know I, but he told me not to throw it yeah yeah but then the guy was like throw the towel throw the towel throw the damn towel you know so it's like hey i think i think you should have thrown the towel you know yeah, it, um, it's just, you know, like, it's so funny looking back on Rocky Four, right? Like, and it's so funny, like, watching Creed and then looking back on all the Rockies we've gotten so far. It's just like, Creed Three is so, it's so different from the other ones, but at the same time, it's got a lot of that spirit still. You know, it, yes, it never once, the end. Yeah, it yes. never once forgets mm-hmm. it's a Rocky movie. And, yes, absolutely. Um, and, uh, to that spirit and to your point tex um uh the last act you know the yeah i the guess final fight what, right uh, that, full full spoilers from here on out like we've been, right? yeah. we've been like holding ourselves back trying to like yeah. not detail things but. we've been doing we've been good boys for a little bit yeah. now it's time to spoil the hell out of yeah. it so, so um, if you haven't seen the it final go, bout um yeah, in dodger it. stadium um which was again like i w- i want to watch that over and that over final and fight, over right? again yeah. um it was um it was so awesome 
You know, um, just the whole that whole scene, that whole act just kind of it, it's it's really promising text because a you have Michael B. Jordan as you know doing his first ever feature film yeah right which is wild right like which this, is wild this, yeah he, he chose creed 3 as like yes. his directorial debut yes. yeah and then and then the aspect um that he he makes it his own movie but he holds on to that spirit like you mentioned um and you get that like this, yeah. at the end yeah there's a you lot get of that, like oh my god he fucking did yeah, it kind of shit you there's know there's like, a lot of like, rocky stuff in this your heart yeah. gets elated and yeah. and they use i really loved that they actually used um that final score music right when he wins at yes. the end really love that because honestly that's all you need yeah because connected to back legit, to the rocky thing you know legit, that's what i mean like you you didn't need they and michael b jordan knew that he didn't need stallone he knew he didn't yeah, even need he, pictures he of stallone like the one rocky mentioned that you that you called out it was just so he pointed out that apollo gave rocky a chance for a match yeah. and that was to set up like his champions match against like damien which is oh yeah we'll get into all that like we'll get into yeah, which the underdog, which Damien was the underdog, yeah, we'll quote get, unquote. We'll, yeah, you can say. we'll get into all that, but like, yeah, like, like I said, I can't say this, like, I can't look at this objectively, but yeah, like, Rocky has one of the best soundtracks ever, you know, like oh, one of the best dude. scores that Bill Conti scores. Still, Please. like, it's still like, Please. yeah, climb a mountain and like, you know, <laughs> alone Rocky Four, one of the best freaking movie soundtracks ever. Yeah. Oh, Rocky. Jeez. I think. I think right, yeah. In terms of soundtracks, Rocky Four is definitely the best one. I would agree, but you know, yes. but yeah, like you're right. That Michael B. Jordan knows that all he needs is that he plays it at the right time in the final fight. You know, he plays it, and you're just like, yeah, like you get and it. it. And it, you know, it's funny. Like I was kind of looking for little Easter eggs of that, right? And like it wasn't, there weren't many. Yeah, you know, it was just um, in the, the light when he yeah. did, when he did, you know, name drop or when he did homage it was fucking just right you know and appropriate and just felt so natural to the whole thing that i was like dude that was good job man because like you could have gone really over the top and done and done a rocky for a jace kind of thing right or or you know like yeah because something like that yeah because this one uh you know if you if you break down its story you you break down its place in the rocky franchise yeah it's a little rocky three it's a little Rocky Five kind of mixed yeah. together, right? Mm-hmm. Of the idea of like the street, like the guy from the streets, just like but the grandiose fight of Rocky Four. Yes, we, like yes. so. It's got uh, and yeah. that's part of the spirit, right? That's all the stuff yeah. that Michael B. Jordan takes in, and there's a lot of that. You know, he remembers for his character too, like uh, you know the one punch, one step at a time. You know, like yes. that that's what Stallone told him in like Creed. It was like, yeah, one punch, one step at a time. And he's like he says that as he's walking out. So he's like, Oh, okay, there's a little of like that's that's all there. He never once forgets that this is not only in Creed three, but Rocky Nine, right? So Yeah, it's he like, was coached by Rocky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like it was dope too, because like uh in the Creed three sense, it was also a good final movie in a trilogy, right? Because you get yes, absolutely you get all like you get the the newcomers back right like you get the conlin guy uh, you see him mm-hmm. in a, like you see him in a like in his in creed's initial retirement match right so you get ricky yeah. conlin back you get drago's son back you get drago yeah you get um uh chavez who was like wasn't he just like a like introing to boxing or something like he was just getting into it i think in like part two or part i believe one. so yeah it was one of those where he was he was like a bit player in like part two part one but now he's the champ so it's like yep. 
it's all of that stuff mixed together where it's just like, yeah, he never once. And Duke, right? You get Duke, yes, right? Yeah. So you never once, like, he never once forgets the road they took him to get there. But at the same time, it's very much its own movie, right? Like, it's, yeah. it's very yeah. much, like, filled with its own personality. And, like, it's finally, yes, absolutely. It's finally the. The Adonis movie that the character deserves, yeah. right? As a as a character in this world, right? Yeah. Um. Uh. Because as we mentioned before, the spirit of Rocky was so incensed in the first uh, two creeds that, like, you know, it unfortunately overshadowed the Adonis character. Yes. Um. You didn't really get much of Adonis until pretty much the last parts of the fight. You know, where where in part one he loses, but you see that whole emotional thing with his dad and all that stuff. And if you didn't cry in Creed one. There's a problem. Yeah. And then in Creed 2, you see him kind of finally develop when he gets up, right? After Drago fucking beat the shit out of him. And then he finally just gets up. And you see that whole little a gimmick with his wife, right? Where, where you know, she's like, get up. You know, it's the same thing in, in the previous Rockies with Apollo and with actual Rocky and Adrian, right? Yeah. And, uh, it, like the get up, get up. And, and that happened as well. And that's really all you get with Adonis. But now in part three, as we mentioned, this is all full blown. Like you get his life, you get him on a, like a day to day thing. He now runs the gym after being retired for a little bit, which I appreciate the fact that they retired him with one fight and we didn't have to do like a Rocky three, like montage of him kind of just winning right, and winning and winning. Right. You know, I really appreciate that. Cause like you understood based on his wall. Okay. You're, you're, you know, you're the champ, you know, I get it. So I do enjoy the fact that they, had that one retirement fight um, right in the beginning and didn't. It like, had a bunch of slowdown too, too. So okay, yeah. so let's get into the, let's get into the visual part of that. So yeah, like, let's do it. So the the fights, you know, there's a okay. I know it's tough to say. It's like where do you even start with the visual stuff, right? Because it's like yeah. not only the fights, but like like flashbacks are good looking. There's a scene mm-hmm. like there's a point in like I forget when the flashback is, but it's like young him running down the dark street. You get like that big shadow. And there's yep. there are shots where like, you know, they're in the locker room, right? And Michael B. Jordan's looking over the wall and then you have uh Jonathan Majors like looking the other way. Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah. Like I was really good. I was really good. Um, again, like very impressive work by Michael B. Jordan. Like even like, like we don't really get into like a little like film nerd kind of rant here, um, because we we're just not like that. But, but as, as movie buffs, we like highly appreciate his, his work in this movie, just because as a text mentioned his first movie, he, that he directs and like, he, clearly had he has, yeah, a he, vision he has ideas he, yeah dude he clearly had a vision of things of where to go of how to shoot things like of how to bob and weave this flashback which i thought was like super smart of how they wrote that like it wasn't just they just didn't give you a chunk of flashback here you go you got it little, right? little they, by little yeah. they weaved it entirely into the movie and so at the very end you finally you know figure out who leon is you know what i mean like and figure out that you know you know the both of them were beat up by this guy and, and abused uh, in the home. They didn't feel like he didn't feel the need to show us that whole like we didn't need to see them getting beat too much, you which know? is good. Yeah, which is and good. It's yeah. like there's all sorts of stuff like that, and like it's so smart because like you're saying the flashback, right? It was built into the emotion of the story because his mm-hmm. Adonis's whole story in this one is how he doesn't open up. So like his, you know, he doesn't open up to his wife. He doesn't open up like yeah. in general. So he keeps all that stuff in and all this like, and it's not until he yep. fully opens up and becomes like emotional that we see the rest of the story, right? Exactly. Yeah. Great point. Yeah. Yeah. Great point. And you know, 
so okay the the biggest like the biggest thing i do want to shout out though is you know we have said like michael b jordan's been on multiple records where he's like yeah this is uh i've been inspired by anime and stuff like that and what that means is what we see in this movie you know, like you get the the fight with Ricky Conlon where he's kind of like shifting around and like slows down and he like sees like a weakness and he like hits yep. it. And so that was so cool. It was cool. That's re- that's really cool gimmick. Yeah. But I do have to admit when I saw it, I was like, oh, no, I kind of hope that like the fights weren't all like that because, mm-hmm. you know, and thankfully it's not. So by the time we yeah. like we get to the actual fights, like, yeah, we get style in them, but. What I liked about the Creed movies before is that the boxing was really well done. You know, the boxing mm-hmm. always felt grounded. It always felt real. And here, somehow, he's still able to keep that, right? He's still able yeah. to keep the real part about it, but it feels so much bigger now. Yeah, it does. It does. And and a credit, again, to him and to the use of IMAX cameras, apparently. He was using these fucking things like Nolan does, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, go, he's a freaking pro. Go yeah, for like, it, yeah. Like, I haven't watched a Nolan movie I actually wanted to watch in a hot minute <laughs> using <laughs> using freaking IMAX cameras since The Dark Knight, you know? But this guy used them well. Like, I saw it in IMAX. And, dude, it's if you guys have the chance, like, go spend the money on it just because that last fight, like, the fights, period. The fights... Like, even the sparring stuff. Yeah. Like, in the ring. Dude, it just looks good. Even when he stylistically minimalizes the fight, like, in the sparring sections, right? It still looks good. He really he really knows how to shoot the action. And then there's a couple of frames in the last fight alone that you can... Like, yeah. I saw Dragon Ball yeah, Z. They, when they, double punch? Yeah, when they punch each yes. other in the face, that's yes. Goku Vegeta stuff, you know? Yes, like, that, that double punch, I was like, oh my god, I've seen that, <laughs> you know? And, um... And, and the big body blow, right? Yes, the the one where you like kind of like yeah, when you see the body just like Ugh, yeah. you know and, like and you know it worked because uh, in my theater I heard a oh <laughs> so like yeah dude so I I knew it worked great point because it happened in my theater as well like everyone was just in it like it was legit again. To Texas Point, it's a Rocky movie. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's like, the other this thing. Is this is what happens. All goes back around to yes. it being a Rocky. This is movie. what happens in a Rocky movie. Yeah. Like you get so invested in the story, yes. right? Yeah. That, that honestly, dude, even in Rocky Five, you're like, yo, beat his fucking ass, bro. <laughs> beat his ass. You don't gotta be in the ring to beat Tommy's ass, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like, like, like it's a Rocky movie, and then you you heard everyone just kind of like just cheering and just like feeling the body blows yeah, you know what i mean yeah. like especially the one that he got that knocked him down Oof. yeah the, oh, like every yeah. everyone was just so engaged and because of also how um jordan decided to shoot everything right because you get all these really cool close-ups right yeah but like as you mentioned it still feels like a grounded fight you know yeah. what i mean but just like these shots are just like panels in a comic book taken out of like a millisecond like of that yeah, action especially you know? when we get into like the the, the like the actual final fight itself and like we get these like we get this really cool visualization of the time passing yes. right it's, yes he forgoes the like the oh round nine the montage the round ten yeah great point and yep. instead yep. we absolutely like, instead we get a full-on fight scene like they kind of yeah. zone out and just kind of only think about each other then like when damien locks him down he's like like he imagines himself getting locked into like prison bars and getting hit by yeah it. 
And it, like, again, yeah, smart, and they very see smart. The man. Younger versions of themselves. Like that's all anime stuff. This is, this is the anime stuff I was talking about. Right. But that's awesome. But yeah, but the fact that it works, but it works. Though. Yeah. It right. Works, the fact man, that it, it works. works. And again, like it's, it works in the, um, in, in the terms of storytelling as well. Like, like, Putting that emotion of being like back in like in his head, like yes. knowing that hey, you have this history with this kid, and he feels the same way on the other side too. Um, and speaking of other side, oh yeah, Jonathan Majors, oh yeah, let's like, we haven't talked about Damien at all, right? My yeah. goodness, like just him <laughs> in that part of the fight alone, where he's like feeling the emotion and he's like going at it, and he knows that like. Like he knows that both of them are like just giving it their all and they're just so angry at each other. And Major's just so good Dude, at his fucking they, job text. So good. They gave him a cool fighting style too, where he's like, you yeah. know, it's kind of like rough edged and like, you know, and it, it's dope because it's funny in the Rocky franchise sense that like he really only had two matches, you know, it was, yeah. <laughs> he like, it was so funny when they showed the final stats. Like I thought, like when we saw when we saw Damien training and stuff, I thought it was a montage of like, oh, he's in other matches and just taking out dudes, right? But no, like it it's was literally too- like he's still one and oh by the time he gets to the match with with Adonis, which is but it, that's so good yeah, though. It makes, it just, because he's it, it makes a ton of sense, right? It just kind yeah, of yeah. Like, he's works. not a professional boxer. Yeah. Like like you shouldn't be out here, you know. Especially the way he was boxing. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it was it was dirty. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. But it was um. I call it. A style polished by prison, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because like he was a Golden Glove winner, and you didn't see that kind of style when he was younger, yeah. right? So you, you saw him get a little dirtier when he was older because he had a plan. Like this guy came out of prison with a plan. He's like, "Yo, this is what I'm gonna do in order to do this. I need to do this, this, and this, and this." And holy shit, he became the world champion. Yeah, so let's <laughs> the heavyweight world champion. Yeah, you know? so let's let's talk about Damian. Uh, Diamond Dame Anderson, right? So, yeah, uh, man. so he, you know, his whole role in the story is that, yeah, he is Adonis's friend from the past. They were, you know, they were in the group home together, you know, mm-hmm. until he gets arrested and sent away for like 20 something years. But when he comes back, dude, like Jonathan Majors, I don't know how he did it. Like, yeah, this is how good of an actor he is, right? Or it's yes, like, agreed. not only did he seem like humble, and like yeah, like yeah, like he seemed like a cool, like a solid dude. Like he seemed yeah. like a decent guy, yeah. right? But also, there was that little bit, right? There was that little yes. bit of like edge and tension, where he's like, "I just want," you know, he's like, uh, "Then when he started asking for the title shot, it's like, oh, okay, here it is, right? It's yes. like here, here it is." And then when he finally gets it, and then does a full 180 transformation into like his real self, I guess. Right. Where he's like, I love it because he was so persistent on his goal. Yeah. He was like, yo, like I'm not going to stop. Like, this is what I want. Yes. You know what I mean? Like if you can't get me what I want, I'm going to go get it, you know? And it just so happens that he, you know, being in prison, you make friends with the wrong people. Right. So he was able to sneak one of his friends into that club, which was like a really cool twist there that was kind of hidden. And you find out like later on yeah. when, um, when, when the story is still progressing, because a lot of it, like, you know, that the mom is holding out on Adonis because, you know, obviously the mom wanted to protect, uh, you know, like Adonis right. and his youth as she kept all those cards. You knew, like, as a parent, I knew I'm like, yeah, she's holding on to that because obviously, you know, he Dame was bad for him. Right. So um, the fact that we get that portion of the story forwarding that plot right and then we get 
that picture of that other convict solving the other issue in the story. It's like, again, really well-written, yeah. just like a really well-written story, yeah, and, you know? And once, once, uh, once Dame wins the title, it's just kind of f- like full throttle from that on, right? Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Adonis is like, all right, I'm getting back in action. And they like, and they have a really dope, like confrontation too. Like, it's it's so dope because he like calls into like Stephen A. Smith's show, which is so funny, right? I love that scene. I'm a big fan of Stephen A. Absolutely, <laughs> you know, whole theater was cracking up as soon as he popped up because it was such like yes. a total shift too. Because this was right after right after Adonis gets punched on the beach, right? And like it starts all this stuff, and then you see Stephen A. Smith and like this cold cut, and like yeah, <laughs> but yeah, they were like, "Yo, run it, right?" and from then on like they literally just kind of went full like they ran for it like they just like you got the montages or you got the montage you got the, like the the whole setup for dodger stadium and like and then we get into the final like we said the final fight i don't think we could praise enough right no and man it was it was good dude it was just it was good it was investing right like yes and so that's why we get like uh we get to the end and you know, and it's it like it didn't end at the fight, which is dope too, right? It's like, you know, uh, Rocky movies either sometimes they'll either end at the fight or we'll get like an epilogue or you know, yeah. And here we get like we get a little of both. So yeah, we got a little of both. Yeah, because like in the arena, following the win, you know, you get this scene between Adonis and Damian. And like Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors, they're just continuing to act their asses off with this thing, right? Where it's like, oh, yeah, dude, they where they both basically do the like you said, you told me off air, the, the, yeah. the, the goodwill hunting. The it's not your fault. Yeah, <laughs> it's not your fault. Yeah, yeah, dude. Like legit, because at the end of the fight, there's a scene where in the ring, uh, Michael B. Jordan, um, actually Adonis is looking at Dame, and you know he wants to kind of like. Yeah, you were like, I want to talk about go this. Yeah. I mean, like, I was like, I was like, yeah, like, let's go to prison. Go to him. Go to him. You know, like, I want him to just honestly, I wanted him to just go and just fucking just just hug him. But then, like, Dame was so egregious and and so disrespectful um, on air in public, yeah. you know, that he couldn't just do that. So I really enjoyed that because that's like a good character thing. You know, like, hey, I can't be looking like a bitch like this. You know, this guy completely like, you know, insulted my wife, my kid, myself, my mom, everyone, like everyone near and dear. And this guy was like, I'm not going to back down. So I really enjoyed that aspect. And then following the following conversation in the locker room, as Tex mentioned, these guys continued to just act and act and act and just do their job man until they walk away from yeah yeah because the whole thing like if you really want to you know go critique it and do a whole critical analysis of this it's like it's uh, michael b jordan made a movie about black masculinity essentially right where it's like he he, you have to keep that facade like you have to keep that like that strength don't talk about your emotions don't you know don't do this don't do that and so at the end, it's still kind of like, it's still, what's great about it is that, yes, they do open up to one another, right? They do basically, they make up, they, they get very emotional, but there's still that part that's like, they're, they're not completely 100 yet, right? Where it's like, yeah, know, they're not okay. Yeah. Cause yeah. like, they, uh, Michael B. Jordan, like, Adonis is not extending an invitation to like, you know, Dave or whatever. He's just like, you know where to find me, right? Where it's just yeah. like, it's still very much like a, yeah, like you said, they still went through all that stuff, right? And it, mm-hmm. But it's still very much like a, it's a step forward, but also very grounded, very realistic. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And so the the only reason, uh, going back to what I said in the beginning about like maybe this should be the end, uh, so we get the final scene, right? Which is just like a if this was the final scene in the Rocky franchise, I'm okay with that, Arthur. Yeah, I'm. I'm very cool with this movie ending the entire thing. As I mentioned off air to you, Tex, um, since Adonis does have a daughter who's he kind of he's kind of training up. Like I wouldn't mind seeing down the line maybe a, a grown up version of uh, of her character trying to break into boxing or something like right. that. You know what I mean? That's when I would want to see Adonis again, maybe. But I think this you, you couldn't have ended it in a, in a better way, like with a better story on top of that, with a better look. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you're like, how are you gonna top this, dude? Like you can't. You're like, cause you retired twice in the same movie, yeah. right? You retired once, <laughs> yeah. and then you came out of retirement, and then you won the championship again. So chances are you're gonna retire again, right? right. And then just vacate those titles. So you double retired. I think I, I think this is it, man. I think this is it. I think it's a good way to end the entire thing, man. It's a smart way to end it because again, this is a creed movie. Right about Adonis and his family and his life and his legacy. It's not about the Balboa legacy anymore. Yeah, you know what I mean, you, when you see him, it's about the Creed. When legacy. you see him walking away, like the camera's focused on like the ropes, and it's just like, damn, he's leaving the ring, you know. So it's yep. like I personally can't like you. I, I agree with you in that if they do make a Creed four. I would understand because he kind of knocked this one out of the park, right? Where it's like, yeah. I, I kind of. I mean, I wouldn't say no. Either. Yeah, I wouldn't say no to another one. But at the yeah. same time, like, this is the way to do it. Like, this is this should be it. Like, you know, you have you have Adonis's daughter who who is great, by the way, a great little great yeah, little she, actress. She's awesome. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. I mean, I hope she pops. I hope there are more opportunities for her. You know. And you know, mm-hmm. it's the same thing with with uh, his wife. Uh, I'm blanking on her name or two. Uh, Tessa Thompson. Yes, thank you. Uh, Tessa Thompson's great in this too. You know, like yeah. just just good stuff all around. Because we we find out her story where she's like, yeah, like she's dealing with the fact that she can't really perform in the same way anymore, mm-hmm. and like, yeah, she she opens up to Dame about it, and like, there's so many layers are through. Like, it, yeah, because that was like one of the primary, you know, parts of their story because. Le- she was going deaf when they first yeah. met in Creed One, so they kind of went back to that. Which again, it goes back to the point that this is an Adonis story here. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they wanted to bring back the parts that mattered for Adonis and his story, um, and that was a big, a big portion of it because she was in this space where it's like, hey, I gave this up, and Adonis had just given up boxing oh, on top man. of that too. You and know, they killed his mom off. Oh man, oh, that's yeah, all like she, okay. This is that's why yeah, I was like, she died because of a stroke. Yeah, you know, and so that's why by the end of it i was like i'm spent right i'm like i'm spent yeah. on these rocky movies i'm spent on creed and like i'm so curious as to what michael b jordan wants to do next that's the thing it's like what does he even want to do after this you know? i don't know that's a great point man um i remember watching chronicle man years ago and uh and just being impressed by that kid i was like yo this kid's pretty good he's a natural right yeah. and, and and look now this kid he finally directed his first movie in imax you know with imax yeah, cameras it's so you know wild that this is the first one right like it kind of yeah like, dude it continues to blow my mind that this was his first big effort and like after that i'm like yo what studio wouldn't give him the money right it's like what like who wouldn't give him the money to do something if he can do this with a boxing movie man like give him the budget for like superhero shit like that's my man that's my thing too i don't know if i want him in marvel yet 
You know, because it's like I, yeah, Marvel specifically, like it can make Chronicle two for all I yeah. care. You know, you're like I want to watch wanna, it. You know, I want to see another. Uh, like I want to see another thing from him that isn't like tied down by you know, like I take like a gun action kind of flick. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, or like a martial arts kind of like raid esque kind of movie or something. You know, something or, you along know those what? lines Who would be knows? dope. Maybe he's got like drama. You know, because there's a lot of it in Creed three that works, right? There's a like yeah. it, who knows what he wants, but like I'm. But the kid has talent when it comes to know, action, though, man. Like gotta, hands yeah, down, you, like wow, yeah, dude. Movie buff or not, right? Movie buff, camera buff, whatever, right? You want to call it? It's you. You can't walk away from that movie not thinking that he has a vision. Like, he's got ideas. Exactly. He's got a yeah. clear directorial eye. And, like, dude, I, I'm impressed. I am impressed. Yeah. Um, I still am very impressed. I still want to watch this all I over again. I want to see it again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> again, I can't say enough about Jonathan Majors in the movie. Um, I think Marvel has, you know, they, they're good. You know what I mean? Especially, like, the, the way he can just... I don't and do his see, job. So my my thing about Creed though is that like it's so good, it kind of makes Ant Man worse. I, like once, like it kind of knocks that. I'm like, yo, you you have this Jonathan Majors, right? So it's like, well, again, again though, we know there's a different versions of I, Kang, right? So now after seeing Creed three, they're like, yo, we got to get that version yeah, of Kang. <laughs> like I want this is a Kang variant. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this, this uh, is great. That's a that's a great point because you see what he can do, but then. I think his role as Kang was a very like diminished Kang yeah. role um, in terms of the scope of what's rumored to be coming, um, which is like supposedly this Kang is going to be like a bloodthirsty kind of Kang and have a yeah. high body count. So if that's the case, then yeah, I, um, I, I'm going to be so happy seeing Jonathan Majors just, you know, and, kill people on screen. And Michael B. <laughs> he looks so good and, at it. Uh, Michael B. Jordan, too. Uh, the both of them gone on record saying they're hoping to have like a collaborative future, much like De Niro and Pacino. You know, where they're just mm. like in a bunch of movies together, and like, yeah, I, I kind of want that, dude. Like, I, I want to see where that goes. You know, like, I'm, I'm down, man. I'm down. I'm, I, I really am down because they had a really good chemistry, and like, and in terms of acting, um, just like you have some really solid like male actors here, yes. like who can kind of run a gauntlet of different kinds of roles because like we've seen um uh, you know michael b jordan like in in, in not in, in very non-dominant roles as well you know what i mean yeah we've seen him as killmonger which stands out his standout roles are where he's like this dominant kind of guy but you know fruitvale station yeah. like yeah you know that alone put him on the map like after chronicle again you know yeah. what i mean so he has he has that kind of spectrum of acting talent and jonathan major's Man, like we we mentioned it, folks. Go back to the archive when we talk about freaking Love Country or Lovecraft Country, yeah. um, and we talk about how good this guy is. Like we were really impressed by Majors more than anything else in that show, and um, I'm really really excited to see what both of those guys have next. Uh, Majors has been having a heck of a year, um, as we said. He's an Ant Man. He's going to be in more in more Marvel I mean, stuff. In, he's in Creed three he's in theaters with uh, with two movies out at the same time, right? So it's like, dude. Good on him, dude. Wild. Like, you know, just two number ones <laughs> as well. On top of that, you know yeah, what I mean. Um, he played he played a bad guy in both of those, he, so you he know, you, you know, you you got something. And folks, again, go 
watch Creed 3. We don't say pay for it a lot in here. Lately, we have been saying yeah. it a lot, but, but this, this one, one yeah. 100% is a pay for it. Any way you can watch it, whether it's IMAX or standard 2D uh, uh, screen, just like go watch it. It's it's definitely worth it. And on t- you know what's, what's funny too? Like before we end it, like it is a two hour movie and change. Like, oh, yeah. Shit flew by. So that was the other thing. I didn't feel it at all. You know, <laughs> shit flew by, bro. Like <laughs> legit, you, you sat there and you kind of, you wanted more, you know, Again, it's a Rocky movie thing, yeah, right? Yeah. When it's really well written and the fights are good, you're like, I want more of this. Yeah. Um, that there's, being said, there's very, very few things that beat like not only a good boxing movie but a good Rocky movie. Like there, there are just very few things that scratch that itch. And yes, and this one was it. You know, and this one scratched all the itches, dude. All the itches. And folks. Go watch it. And once again, thank you so much for listening. This has been episode 143 of the Morgan Official Course Feed Podcast. I am Arturo Padilla, the guy behind the face. And with me always is Mr. Nick Valdez. Big shout out goes to Del Virus for the awesome artwork that you guys see here. Big shout out goes out to you guys for listening. We have 142 of these things in the archive for you guys. Go listen to those. Go like, subscribe, and share. You can catch us on YouTube, um, on YouTube Live every Thursday at 420. You can see us there. Um, you can also catch our Scary World episodes now in the archive as well, where we go ahead and we rank uh, you know, these awful Hellraiser movies that I just sat down to see one day. <laughs> but speaking of Scary Worlds, stay tuned and be on the lookout for a Rocky ranking yeah, Scary World that them. we're going to have. We got nine of them to get through. We got nine of them, yeah. folks, and we don't have enough time to do it on here, so we do it on scary world for you folks and yeah go like subscribe go share go share us to everyone go tell us go tell everyone go, go about tell us. us yeah go tell us <laughs> go tell us about us too okay we want to um, know about us again, folks. we want to know how we're doing so yeah no, seriously all the all yes, the feedback please. is worth it yeah yeah please shout us out um comment subscribe i know i i'm getting a lot more interaction yeah. from the buddies yeah, out there ask, on the court ask feed. Us questions about you know things you might disagree with here that way we can explain yeah. it on the next episode or or whatever absolutely right? yeah. Yeah, we, we appreciate yes. all the love, all the comments, all the critique. Thank you guys for listening. And remember, folks, it's a scary world out there, but we are here to walk you through it.